views expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show is coming up right next. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody, I want to welcome you. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. Man, do we have a great, great show for all of you out there today. Uh, Happy Thanksgiving, Benny. Happy Thanksgiving to you. Happy Thanksgiving to everybody. Benny, what do you have planned? A lot of food? Uh, uh, Well, of course, for our family and uh, traveling east uh, here in a couple hours. So uh, we're going to be spending on the other side of the mountains. So it'll be good times. Yeah, go east, young man. Go east. I will. (laughs) What what about those cougs, Benny? Oh, they're going to win. No, no doubt. Right. No doubt. Okay, just checking. Why just would you even ask a question like that? That is I, just silly. Asking, I'm just, that just is just silly, right Pat. Come on. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> oh, my gosh. This is kind of like, you know, when I was back east, that, that uh, you know, that rivalry mm-hmm. between University of Washington and, and the Cougs, right? The dogs and the Cougs. Yeah, the right? dogs and the Cougs, University of Washington, yeah. Washington State. It's a cross-state uh, cross rivalry, so to speak, for years. And, yeah. Years. By strategy mm-hmm. and uh, if statistically, yes, the Cougs haven't won as many of the Bulls. But the Apple Cup is big and uh, fierce as ever is this year, so. Exactly. And so it's really kind of interesting how we associate in our pop culture in modern times uh, with uh, certain things with Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the things that I associate, uh, let me tell you, there are a couple of things. One is I remember as a kid, Thanksgiving uh, Day Parade. I just, you know, I don't know how we got to go to that, but that was as a young kid going into New York City and being part of that. Uh, it was just something that you you just don't forget. Now, is it something you want to do all the time? Uh, I think they're having snow and rain in New York right now. Uh, Not so sure that if you planned it for your kids uh, that that would work out. But you kind of remember those things. Football was another thing growing up. But also some of the cool movies that were on television, movies that brought you back decades and decades you know, classic movies, movies that brought you back into a time and space where regardless of what age, ageless, so to speak, we're able to relate. And that's what today's show is about. James Twyman is joining me here today. He's a president of Ageless Cinema. Today is a series of shows we're going to be doing with James and some of the incredible interviews that he and I are going to be doing to honor honor some of our favorite movie stars who have embedded into our consciousness some of the most uplifting, inspiring, mature themes in film. James, welcome to the show. I wanted to uh, 
Uh, it's so great to have you here. Uh, we've got a couple of things we want to share with people. Welcome to the show. And by the way, thanks for doing what you're doing and creating Ageless Cinema. Well, what, thank what you. What is that been like? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I'm as excited about it as you are and, and just thrilled because this is where I think the movement is going. As more and more of us enter into the baby boomer sort of senior year area of our lives, uh, we have different desires and different um, tastes in terms of film and music. And, and yet I think Hollywood, or at least the system of Hollywood, is slow in catching up or realizing that there is an enormous number of people out there that they're kind of ignoring. As you watch the average film that's being made is, you know, for a 15-year-old boy, it seems, all the Marvel comics and all the different movies that, you know, are not really the substantial films that we grew up with. They're they're all uh, heavy on the CGI, but not so heavy on plot. Uh, right. And, and it helps us to remember why we want to see the movies, and I think there's a movement to bring more film that will appeal to every audience back into the theater. And that's really, and you know, we've had some recent uh, uh, films that have hit uh, that have hit the big screen that has just been blockbuster, out of the uh, just crazy successful mm -hmm. uh, with wide ranges of audience. So basically, what's happening is, you know, somebody in Hollywood has gotten smart about this. But the other thing is that I think Hollywood is, is realizing that people of all ages are relating to some of these themes that were once thought as ah, passe. Don't yeah. you think that we're we're kind of having a we're kind of having a reboot? <laughs> well, we're beginning to have a reboot and I think Hollywood itself is only just beginning to see this. And the reason they're seeing it is because there have been some great independent films and also some great films coming from England, even France that are showing the American audience that, uh, you know, if, if you're not going to make these films, we're going to go see them elsewhere. For me, the, the, the first film that really ignited this was when I, about two years ago, I went and saw The Exotic Marigold Hotel. And yes. I remember, I was 50 at the time, I had just turned 50, and I, I looked around and realized that I was the youngest person in the audience. And that's when it hit me that, that we need to have more films for this generation. I immediately set out to uh, to begin working on one. We, we in the last year we produced a film called Redwood Highway that will be in theaters in April, starring uh, Shirley Knight and Tom Skerritt. Yep. And uh, that this is gonna I think gonna happen more and more that there are gonna be a lot of there are more independent films, and then Hollywood's gonna start very slowly to get the message and to realize maybe we should be the ones who are making at least a few of these films so that the ageless generation can be represented as much as the, you know, the, the male population between 15 and 25. Exactly. Now let's, let's talk a little bit about some of the folks that are here with, uh, with us today. A couple of interviews you've done, uh, and we're getting ready to queue up the first. Uh, so tell folks a little bit about 
uh, who you got to speak to today related to this. Well, one of the things that I've been wanting to do is to interview some of the classic movie stars who have been with us for many years and who have a lot to say about Hollywood and the direction of the film industry. And and we're going to be just doing a lot of stuff with this. Uh, We'll talk about the website later, but the first person that I was really excited to interview is Ellen Burstyn. She's been Mm -hmm. one of my favorite actresses forever, and she's been in a a number of high-profile, ageless movies of late, uh, some small, some big, and and she's just a very gracious woman and was very eager to talk about this subject. So Ellen Burstyn was the first one uh, that I had the privilege of just sitting down and having a nice conversation about the role of film in this ageless generation. And uh, I think we should play a clip of the film, and then we, when we come back from break, uh, you and I will talk about that. We've got a couple of clips to play. So this is an amazing, amazing endeavor. How creative, how forward-looking, James, this is. And we're so honored to be partnering with you on this. Yes. Mr. Benny, why don't we play that uh, first clip, and let's all of us meet Ellen Burstyn. One of the things that I've heard over and over in regard to actors of a certain age playing significant roles on film or television is that the roles seem to slow down and the emphasis is put more on less experienced younger actors. This certainly isn't true of our guest today, Ellen Burstyn. Year after year, the characters that she plays reflect a rich tapestry that never seem to lose their depth. Ellen, welcome to the program. Thank you. Good to be here. So, Ellen, in 2008, you were in a movie that, I have to say, was one of my top ten favorite films of the last ten years. And that movie is Lovely Still. How did that role come to you, first of all? And and can you tell us a little bit about the movie? Yeah, it it was uh, made by a young filmmaker, Nick Sackler, and he wrote it and sent it to Marty Landau. And Marty agreed to do it and suggested that Nick call me. And I really liked the script very much. I thought it was uh, very interesting, beautifully written. And I was very impressed with him. And I love to support new talent whenever I can. And I also love the idea of working with Marty. We'd, we'd known each other for 40 years or something, but we had never worked together. I think it's a lovely film. Uh, and I wish more people could get a chance to see it. Ellen, in in your Emmy Award acceptance speech earlier this year, uh, you received an award for Political Animals, and you made one simple statement that seems to show your attitude regarding the roles that are offered to older actors. And I want to play just a real short clip from that acceptance speech. Um, I want to thank everybody who voted for me, but most of all, I have to thank the writer, Greg Berlanti, who had the wisdom to write a woman over 65 who still had a lot of juice. So, Ellen, clearly, uh, getting roles written for actors over 65 that are still juicy is important to you. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Well, I I said a, a character who's, over 65 who still has a lot of juice and I didn't mean it in terms of a juicy role I meant a woman who has energy I mean I'm 80 and I've worked more this year than any year in my career and you know I exercise I eat well I take care of myself and I haven't slowed down a bit 
And that's very rare for Hollywood to show a character like that. And my friends that I've known for years are, are the same way. I have friends that I've, I've had for 50 years, and they're still keeping up the same schedule they always had. But you never see that in film. You know, most of the scripts I'm sent are, how do we get grandma in the nursing home? <laughs> yeah. You know, or grandma's in the nursing home and she's trying to escape. How do we keep her in? And they just don't seem to think of women 65, 70, 80 who are vital and still operating the way they always did. And I just know too many of them, you know. It's the same thing when I did Alice Doesn't Live Here Anymore. That was at the beginning of the women's re uh, revolution. And uh, I said, I want to do a film that reflects the way women are today, like I know them. And that's how the studio went for the script for Alice. And I feel that way now. We need more scripts showing People are living longer and staying healthier and are more vital, and we don't always have to show them as doddering old folks. That's right. <laughs> Why do you think Hollywood so often ignores the ageless generation today in film? Because a lot of the writers are young. The studio heads have all their demographics worked out that the biggest moviegoers of the largest section of the population are teenage boys. So they make movies for them, and it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. That's right. The television says, well, people are at home and they want good uh, adult fare, so they put out some very interesting films. And sure enough, the people stay home and watch it, and the 17-year-old boys go out to the movies to see <laughs> the movie made for them. You know, I, I can't believe if they, um, if they made good movies that were mature and adult, like we used to make in the 70s, that there wouldn't be an audience for it and people wouldn't get away from their TVs and go to see them. Oh, well, life is going to take you and you can't change where you've been. But today, I have the opportunity to choose. Here I am now looking at the... On the cutting edge of the new mainstream, Christine Upchurch is passionate about bringing together science, psychology, and spirituality in a way that can be applied to our everyday lives for true transformation. The Christine Upchurch Show, stellar conversations to illuminate your journey, engages some of the most outstanding visionaries on the planet in lively dialogue to inspire you to become that bright light you're meant to be. Join Christine every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time on KKNW, AM 1150, and Transformation Time. Radio. Disease, one of the most dreaded words in our vocabulary. Hi, I'm Mary Jane Mack. Did you know traditionally we have viewed disease as a degenerative process? Disease is better understood when we view it as disease in the human body. Disease means without ease. Health is not merely the absence of disease, it's when every part of the body works together effortlessly. Relaxed and at ease. It's that relaxed state that lets energy flow in waves through and around the entire body. Every organ has an electrical charge, and when overcharged or undercharged, disease occurs. And it is an effort to go through our day. We are able to determine the exact disease of the body and design a specific solution to correct the nutritional imbalance. Contact us at 888 777 4232. That's 888 777 4232. 
and visit us at MaryJaneMack.com. Chris Stainis is a spiritual leader and healer and teaches a course on how you can transform your life through a meditation and healing system that will manifest your spirit's dreams. She manifested the Women of Wisdom Conference, the Women of Wisdom book, and this radio show. And she can show you how to change your life, too. Are you ready? Visit the website and contact her at VoicesOfWomenToday.com. That's VoicesOfWomenToday.com. Are you ready to give your home a fresh look but don't want to do the work? Help is a phone call away. Kathy's Handy is a full-service general contracting company specializing in home improvement, remodeling, and repairs. Kathy's Handy are specialists in kitchens, baths, fireplace makeovers, and finished carpentry, and they partner with other amazing specialty subcontractors needed to complete any job. Friendly, energetic, and dependable with an impeccable reputation to get the job done while keeping you as comfortable as possible during the transformation of your home is the hallmark of Kathy's Handy. Call Kathy now for a free estimate. 206-715-8126. That's 206-715-8126. And visit Kathy'sHandy.com for a complete view of possibilities for your home. Gotta let it go today. I was always too concerned about what everybody would think. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show. This is our debut show with James Twyman uh, to uh, announce our partnership uh, with him in getting the word out about Ageless Cinema. Uh, what do you think about that clip? How was that, having that chat with her? And, and James, you know, what she said is directly related to what you're doing with Ageless Cinema. So let's talk about that for a minute. Well, you yeah, know, I mean, why is it important? speaking to someone like Ellen Burstyn, who has such a you know, huge amount of experience in this field for so many years, she knows what she's talking about. And when she talks about the direction that Hollywood is moving today, I, I really love what she said, that it's not filmmakers who are running Hollywood, but moneymakers. These multinational mm-hmm. corporations that they, they, they just look at the, the demographic and say, oh, this is what we need to target because this is where the money is. But the other thing that she said was that it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. Because you make films for that generation, that's the audience that's going to go see them. But what they don't realize and or seem to forget is that 15-year-old boys don't have any money. <laughs> and, you know, maybe they can see a film now and then, but... Why would you ignore a population that represents 40% or more of the entire population in this country, in Canada, and elsewhere? Uh, They have the vast majority of the wealth. They have the time to go see movies, and they're more inclined to go to the movie theaters to watch them as opposed to streaming them on their iPhone or whatever other device they may have. And that's why it doesn't seem to make sense to ignore a what we're calling an ageless generation. But I think we all know that we're talking about a more mature yeah. movie viewer who wants films that are more related to what we grew up with. And, you know, the other funny thing about that interview, a little inside information, 
is she mentioned that all the scripts that she gets are, are um, about old people going into the nursing home or escaping. Grandma escapes from the nursing home, and they have to find her. Well, the funny thing is, I don't think she realized at the time, but she was talking about my script when she said that, because the movie Redwood Highway, which we filmed, um, is a movie about a 75-year-old woman who goes on one last great adventure, and she sneaks out of this uh, senior community where she lives. And Ellen was the first person that we went to uh, to play that role. Uh, we, we really hoped that she would, she would take the role. She was very interested, but got another offer that she took. Uh, and so we ended up going with the great Shirley Knight instead. I just thought it was very funny that she brought that up, not knowing that she was talking to the producer of the film that she was uh, referring to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> did you tell her that afterwards, or did you keep that kind I of kept it to myself. I didn't want to embarrass her. Because she was so cordial and nice and, and, and is known as just being a really good person. Yeah. Uh, someone who's yeah. you know deeply committed to her own spiritual and ethical values, and someone who's deeply committed to this industry. And that's why we are all doing what we're doing, and it's why she wanted to be a part of this interview. Well, I think what you're doing, and, you know, it's an honor to be partnering with you uh, on this, I think what you're doing is you're really shedding the light on the reality of what people really want. Uh, there have been a few experiments here lately with filming uh, ageless-type movies that have done very well. You know, the other part of this is we have this idea that there is a certain message that people of a certain age can give. And we're finding the flip of that. We're, you know, at least this is, this is what I'm observing. I'm, obser I'm observing on the one hand, you know, the ageless cinema, some of the, the more mature seasoned actors, they have multidimensional messages to bring. It isn't necessarily about... And we see this, you know, Downton Abbey is, is an example. Mm -hmm. Shirley MacLaine's role in mm -hmm. so many films now coming out. But the flip side is also interesting. I heard a, a conversation, I think it was by Jennifer Lawrence. And, you know, and her idea is, look, because I'm young doesn't mean I can't play significant roles. Right. And so... And so it's it's fascinating to have both ends of the spectrum saying, please don't put me in a box. Isn't that yeah, cool? It is. And I think Jennifer Lawrence is such a great example of what you're talking about. She is, I think, someone we're going to be seeing for a long time. A long time. She has the talent, clearly. And, and she also has the wisdom of how to apply that talent. I actually just went out and saw Chasing Fire a couple of days ago, and I love oh, Catching it. Fire, yeah. Catching oh, Fire, yeah. It. And yeah. what a great, I mean, I'm a big Hunger fan, uh, fan, a Hunger yeah. Games fan. That's what I meant to say. Yeah. And, uh, and she is someone who I think, you know, she's going to be the Meryl Streep of the next generation. And a lot of it has to do with the maturity at which she's expressing her desire to play characters that count. And, exactly. And so, yeah, you, you see people like Jennifer Lawrence today. It gives us hope that when, when people like Ellen Burstyn or Shirley MacLaine pass the baton, that there's going to be someone there to take it. And I would like to say the same for Bradley Cooper. You know, this is a guy that can play hangover one, two, three, four, a million, and then show up in Silver Linings Playbook. Yeah. And I think this is what Ellen's talking about. Just because you become more seasoned doesn't become doesn't mean you become irrelevant. If oh, anything, yeah. 
you're more relevant. Why don't we listen to the second clip? I, yes. I, I can't wait. I can't wait to hear what okay. you have to say. Let's do it. I think it's important for all of us to realize several things that first first of all, the older generation has so much more time and they have more money and they're used to going to the theater way more so than the younger generation because uh, many older people uh, don't you know stream movies like the younger generation does and they're willing just to get in their car and drive to the theater and buy their popcorn and so it, it as you said it is a self-fulfilling prophecy i think that if more films were made like lovely still and redwood highway that that we would see a movement of people going back to the theater people who have felt disenfranchised do, do you agree with that ellen well absolutely yeah, I mean, if you make if you make movies for young boys, then young boys are going to go see the movies. If you don't make movies for an adult audience, then they'll stay home and watch them where they can find them on television. You know, I I think as as you said earlier uh, regarding television and how they are taking risks that are not being taken by the mainstream film industry. I think the same is true of independent film. This is where films with heart and that are stepping outside the box a little bit are getting made. Oh, yeah. From my experience, all of the films that I get offered where there are interesting characters are from the independent film movement, uh, which Robert Redford started, of course, with right. that. And those are, the, those are the films that interest me and that I get offered. They're closer to the films that we did in the 70s. Um, the big Hollywood films, it's very rare. Of course, there are some, but mostly they do action, adventure, a lot of um, explosions. That's right. <laughs> Instead of relying on great stories, great acting, and you know what, what made great films great films. Uh, they it's like the more money you can throw at a film thinking that that's going to make it a great film and I, we've seen obviously that that's not true no hardly you know there was a statement I think that um, Steven Spielberg made recently where he said that, that he believes that the US film industry is is possibly near collapse as they make 150 and 200 million dollar films all it takes is two or three of them in a row to to not do well before the entire system goes down I guess my question is, do you think that would be a good thing or a bad thing? The thing that's happened to the movie industry is that the studios were taken over by the multinational corporations. They're not filmmakers, they're money makers. Mm -hmm. And they, you know, they do their demographics and they figure out where the biggest audience is and they make films for that. And it's not coming from the heart. And I think anything that doesn't come from the heart can't last forever. Well, Ellen, I want to thank you for being part of this program and for sharing your insights. Uh, I think they're so valuable and so true. And so thank you for being on the program. I also want to encourage everyone to go visit agelesscinema.com. This is the site where we're trying to promote more films being made, as we're talking about here with Ellen. You can also see a trailer for Redwood Highway, which will be coming out in theaters in April. Most importantly, we want everyone to go there and to sign the petition, the Ageless Cinema petition, which is called A Million Senior Voices. Our goal is to have a million people sign that, saying that they want more films like the ones that we're discussing here on this program. 
program. And if we can get a million people to say that, then that means there are 10 million or more behind them who will go see the movies if they're being made. So please do that. Once again, agelesscinema.com. And Ellen Burstyn, thank you so much for all the great uh, amazing films that you've offered throughout the years. And most of all, just thank you for being you because I, I just sense that, that you are a true gift, not only to movies, but to humanity itself. Oh, what a nice thing to say. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you very much, Ellen. Bye-bye. Wow. James, amazing. This is the first of many conversations uh, that James is going to have with some of the most incredible people uh, from Hollywood in support of Ageless Cinema. All of you out there, you heard that in the um, in the closing of that interview, there is a way to get involved. We want to invite you to do that. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to tell you about that. And then we've got another special interview we want to share with you, all in support of getting you the kinds of films that you love to see. Uh, let's take a short break. We'll be right back with the Dr. Pat Show. Hey, do you like free stuff? The Dr. Pat Show has an amazing giveaway program doing weekly giveaways on Facebook and Twitter. Go to Facebook.com slash The Dr. Pat Show and click the like button. Then go to Twitter.com slash The Dr. Pat Show and click the follow button. Then you can play along and enter to win some amazing prizes. Again, that's Facebook.com slash The Dr. Pat Show and Twitter.com slash The Dr. Pat Show. Holistic Medical Center is where you find it all. A healthy space with doctors who care, see, and listen to the whole you. Hi, this is Dr. Darvish. If you have not found an answer to your chronic symptoms, you will find answers here at Holistic Medical Center. Our doctors find the root cause of your symptoms and guide your body towards healing naturally. We transform lives from within. Visit drdarvish.com or call 425-451-0404. The Tick-Borne Disease Alliance, TBDA, has just launched Bite Back for a Cure, a new national grassroots campaign to build support for the fight against tick-borne diseases. This fall, 24-year-old John Donnelly is biking across America to meet others affected by tick-borne diseases and raise awareness about the national tick-borne disease epidemic. TBDA wants you to get involved in the campaign and follow John's journey. To learn more, visit BiteBackForACure.org. Having trouble keeping up with the accelerated, life-altering changes occurring on the planet? The Quantum Vortex is the brainchild of Meg Benedicte, a pioneer in quantum healing and energetic activations. Weaving together ancient spiritual knowledge, quantum physics, and vibrational healing, Meg Benedicte is accelerating change at the cellular level. For more details on private sessions, meditation CDs, downloads, and teleseminars, visit NewEarthCentral.com. What if the world doesn't function the way we've been told? What if we truly can bend the laws of physical reality? What if we can end limitation? What if weird were the coolest thing you could be? And what if it's time for a totally different reality? Are you ready to create it? Are you ready to dream as big as you dare? Hi, my name is Dane here. 13 years ago, I started to truly ask questions. Actually, I started to be the question, and everything in my life changed for me. This is your invitation to step into something that Einstein, Marie Curie, Newton, Da Vinci, Shakespeare, Gandhi, Galileo, and Aristotle all knew to be true. It's not about the answer. It's about being the question, always. It's about truly being you, whatever that looks like, and changing this world. 
Is now the time? Start by signing up for a free video series at beingyouclass.com. That's beingyouclass.com. What if you are the gift and the change this world requires? Beingyouclass.com. We can talk it good how you wish it would be all the time. The drink you spill all over me. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Joining me here today, uh, James Twyman. We are so thrilled to be partnering with James and Ageless Cinema uh, to get the word out there, to make sure that we can become involved in making sure that we are presented with the kind of films, the kind of cinema that each and every one of us really does love. Uh, amazing actors, actresses across the board that just make us smile, powerful messages, uh, messages about life. Their talent is unprecedented. Uh, James, thank you for joining us here today. Please let folks know about the petition so that we make sure that we get folks to sign that, yes. and then we'll talk about our next guest. Well, I, I, first of all, thank you so much. I'm so happy to be partnering with you, Dr. Pat, and being part of this program because your outreach is amazing, and I know that they are also motivated. Uh, these are people listening to you who are watching films. They want to make a difference, and that's really the combination that we're looking for because in order to get these films being made, they have to hear our voice. They have to know that we're out there and that, we're, that we want films like this. I, I like to say, build it and they will come, or maybe film it and they will come in this situation. That if, if, if whether it be Hollywood or independent producers or whoever it is making movies today, uh, that if we are, begin to make movies with more mature themes, there is a huge audience of people waiting for those films. So what we've done is we've put together a petition which uh, basically is a way for, to get our voices heard. Our goal is to have a million people sign this petition, and once we have that number, we're going to take that to Hollywood, and I'm going to give a copy of it to every studio, every producer, every production company in L.A. to, to say to them, look, we need more films for this audience, and if you make them, here is just one sampling of a million people who say that they'll go see them. There are probably ten more behind each one of them. So let's stop just thinking that 15-year-old boys are the only audience out there and just disenfranchising the rest of the population that want actually good movies. Not that some of the really big blockbuster films aren't really good, uh, some of them are very good, but but we need more films that address the needs of the wider audience, not just a very, very young sampling. So what people can do is they can go to agelesscinema.com, and you'll see the petition right up there on the left side. Uh, right now it's, it just it says uh, a million senior voices. We're going to change that to a million ageless voices. Uh, but for now, just go there, sign that. Let your voice be heard. Let's not just talk about this. Let's do something about it. Go to agelesscinema.com, sign that petition. Let's really get out there and, and let Hollywood know that we, want, we love movies and we want to see films that are going to inspire us. I love it. Now, you know, part of this is, and you know, it's really interesting, um, you know, we're talking about this because you and I were talking about going to see the, the film Catching Fire. And one of the most powerful scenes in that movie was a scene by uh, the character Max, 
uh, who was, uh, and I, I don't want to give it out uh, to the listeners, Tamsie, but you know, the character in the film, you know, that had been carried around, one of the mm-hmm. most powerful yes. scenes is what she does. Yes. Uh, and that scene was pivotal in that movie. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it's not just one or the other. It's really the, the beautiful blending and the harmony that people of all age, actors of all ages, and I really agree with you. This is what folks are on. Now, tell us a little bit about George, because we, you did another yes. amazing interview. Well, George Shakaris is one of those actors that almost all of us grew up with and remember, especially from one of the, I think, greatest films ever made, and that's West Side Story. Uh, yeah. George uh, actually played... Um, another role from that film, a very different role on the West End uh, of in London, when it when it first went to the stage, and when they decided to make it into a film, uh, he was brought in as the leader of the Sharks and played that amazing role. And uh, of course, he had been in many films before that, but as a as a, as a dancer and singer, um, this is one of the first roles that he really stood out. And of course, won an Academy Award for. And not only that, but he's such a cool guy. I, I really love to talk to him. He's a he's the kind of guy I want to sit down with and have a beer with one day, just because he seems to be such a wealth of of information and history. So yeah, George Shakaris. It was a great inter- great interview, and I'm looking forward to sharing it. All right, here we go, Mr. Benny. Let's cue it up. Be speaking with an actor, a dancer, and one of the stars of the 1961 hit film West Side Story. George Shakiris is one of those actors who's had a front seat view of a changing industry with a career that spans from the chorus roles of the late 1940s all the way to the modern film era. Welcome to the program, George. It's great to have you here. Hey, I'm, I'm so glad to be with you. Thanks. Yes, Thank you. you're so welcome. So, George, I want to start with the role that you're most famous for, playing Bernardo in West Side Story. Now, in right. real life, you're the son of Greek immigrants, though, of course, you played a character struggling with life in the U.S. as a Puerto Rican uh-huh. immigrant. So I'm right. just curious, how did your real-life story influence the way that you played Bernardo? Well, uh, uh, to me, there was a real, uh, I won't say easy, but a comfortable way of, uh, of uh, identifying with uh, the, the sharks with Bernardo and, and his family, people who come to this country hoping for a better life, they you know it's going to be better. And then what happens to the the younger people when they're out on the street? They have this confrontation with the other side, so they they're not as as welcome as they thought they would be. So they they have that to to deal with. So uh, um, that never happened to me in 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 life, but but. Um, uh, it was something I always noticed in school. I just noticed amongst younger younger people. But making, I understood Bernardo because uh, a lot of people think he's quote unquote the bad guy, <laughs> but, <laughs> right? But, but he, he he's not uh, only because you know he he comes here expecting wonderful things. It's not so wonderful, and so they have to deal with that. But um, I I do I do identify and, and appreciate people who. Uh, Good people come here, come to this country, and uh, in a good way, you know, struggle to to have a good life. Uh, and it's when people don't get in their way. Now, of course, you won the Best Supporting Actor uh, Academy Award for West Side Story. But one of the things I didn't realize uh, is that 
before you played the role of Bernardo, you played Riff, the leader of uh -huh. the Jets on the West End of London. Uh, right. Obviously, yeah. that takes a pretty versatile actor to play such different roles. Uh, was it a strange adjustment when it came to, to shoot the movie, or was it pretty natural for you? Well, I'll tell you, the, the reason it was natural is because I did the show for playing Riff for a year and a half, and in that time, you know, doing eight times a week for, for that long, you become so familiar with every character on the show that um, that you, by osmosis, you kind of take it in. And, and so, and also Ken Leroy, the original Bernardo, who was so fantastic, uh, being opposite him every night mm -hmm. without realizing it was a, as a learning experience. So uh, I was able to, uh, to move comfortably, I'll say, because uh, I was so familiar with everything. I'm going to ask you a question that I, I found entertaining and interesting. Uh, of course, you know, before West Side Story, you were in such classic films as Diamonds Are a, Best, a Girl's Best Friend and Gentlemen Prefer Blondes and even White Christmas. But the role that I was really surprised by, which I, I actually did remember as soon as I read about it, was that you were in the final scene of the final episode of The Partridge Family. <laughs> yes. I would just love to hear about your experience working with Shirley Jones on that show. Well, first of all, Shirley's a really, really good friend, um, and I've known her for all this time. It was, uh, that was a, a darling show, uh, and um, just it was just fun and really nice to be the uh, romantic interest for someone as beautiful, as wonderful, and charming and gracious as Shirley Jones. I mean, who could ask for anything more? I loved it. Yeah, yeah like I said, that was, I think, my one of my favorite shows when I was young. And I, I could just imagine that must have been quite an honor to be in the last scene and to play with your friend Shirley. Well, absolutely. Shirley and I have remained friends all this time. Nice. I've seen her kids grow up and all that stuff, yeah. She is in America now. Puerto Rico is in America now. ACT, Advanced Cell Training, is a restorative healing process created by Gary Blyer to address the body malfunctions that contribute to illness. This breakthrough learning program teaches health insights and principles, strategic integration of both traditional and alternative modalities, while clients train their own bodies to heal themselves. Visit AdvancedCellTraining.com. That's AdvancedCellTraining.com. Laura Longley is on a mission to remove stuckness from your life for good and replace it with happiness. Tune in Mondays at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern, and Tuesdays at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com for The Laura Longley Show, where authentic change takes flight. Say yes to that inspired you and goodbye to your stuckness as Laura and her guests deliver powerful ways to work through common problems in this fun and unique hit show. Grateful patients have been saying it for 25 years. When in pain, see Dr. Thane. Dr. Thane of Wellness One of Bellevue has been named one of the nation's top chiropractors by the Consumers Research Council of America, and for good reason. He has helped his patients recover their energy and vitality after car accidents, sports injuries, herniated discs, fatigue due to stress, the list goes on. The website is bellevue.wellness1.net. When in pain, see Dr. Thane. That's bellevue.wellness1.net. How would you like increased health and vitality? How would you like to avoid the onset of disease as well as slow the aging process? 
This is all possible through a simple, safe, and natural process. Every day we are either moving toward wellness or away from wellness. Hi, I'm Mary Jane Mack. I'd like to be your partner in achieving optimal health. Contact me now at MaryJaneMack.com or call 425-392-0659. Visit MaryJaneMack.com. Chris Stainis is a spiritual leader and healer and teaches a course on how you can transform your life through a meditation and healing system that will manifest your spirit's dreams. She manifested the Women of Wisdom Conference, the Women of Wisdom book, and this radio show. And she can show you how to change your life, too. Are you ready? Visit the website and contact her at VoicesOfWomenToday.com. That's VoicesOfWomenToday.com. Get inspired. Create the life you desire with internationally known radio host and motivational speaker, Sue London. Sue inspires millions of people to overcome difficult or traumatic situations in their lives. People feel hope, courage, and are ready to move forward after hearing Sue speak. Book motivational speaker Sue London for your next event at AskSueLondon.com. That's AskSueLondon.com. One look at us and they charge twice. I have my own washing machine. What will you have though to keep clean? Skyscrapers blooming. Hey, everybody, welcome back. Welcome back. Boy, James Twyman has got some really juicy, juicy, juicy stuff coming up in the spirit of ageless cinema. Uh, I know I know, we have another clip of George we're going to play with you, but before we do that, uh, wasn't that amazing? I mean, what was it like, James, to have that conversation with him? And, you know, and, and how is it that he does represent what you're doing with ageless cinema? Well, uh, you know, it was really interesting interviewing George because it was such a comfortable, relaxed energy. Uh, I, I really felt like I was just sitting around having a cup of coffee or a beer with the guy, uh, just talking about, you know, film. And and I think that just has a lot to do with who he is as a, as a person. Uh, he's very comfortable with his role uh, in the in the business. I mean, George is not one of these people who who has been in in blockbuster after blockbuster over the years. Uh, but he has been in some great films and he was a pivotal part of one of the greatest films. And mm-hmm. so he has a unique perspective uh to share and and you know at the same time is a very humble, really interesting person. And and by the way, if you get a chance go Google a picture of him. I mean, I, I think he's Seventy-five or eighty, or he's yeah. something like that, and he looks still so young and vibrant. And I think that says a lot about the ageless generation. Uh, I remember when I was young, I, I thought people over fifty would, you know, be old, and right. because that's how the people were that I looked at. But it's right. different now. It's just yes, the it people is. who are in our age group are much more vibrant. Absolutely. Now, let's do this, because this is exciting. Let's hear the closing conversation with George, and, uh, and then we're going to tell, come back and tell you how you can get involved, sign the petition. Um, let's hear what uh, George and James have to say. So, George, you've clearly seen huge changes in the film industry over the decades that you've been involved. The executives today have clearly made the decision to go a very different route than they did in the past neglecting the older audience and focusing more on entertainment for young boys and men. So 
I'm wondering, do you think that this is something that can be sustained or do you believe that it's time for us to start focusing more on the ageless generation and making films that are, uh, you know, more interested or more interesting for people like our age? For myself, uh, uh, as a moviegoer, I'm not the moviegoer I used to be because I look at something and I know it's, you know, I see people with guns and special effects and all that kind of stuff, things, things that I know are not going to interest me and, or, or touch me or resonate with me in any way. And I think it would be so wonderful. And there are uh, uh, occasional, uh, there are exceptions to this quote-unquote rule where there are films that are there for a, a, an older audience that don't specifically uh, appeal to that younger age group. But, but obviously the, the, these are, I guess what we would call them formula films, and they they're made expressly for uh, for that reason because that's I guess where the money is. That's where that's who buys tickets to go. But if there was something worth seeing, we all buy tickets. You know. You know, I I think you're making a great point. Uh, I've often said, you know, build it and they will come, or in this case, film it and they will come. And it's it's kind of a self fulfilling prophecy if you say that older people aren't going to the movies so much, but if you're not making movies that older people are interested in, of course that's the case. Uh, and I think, you know, uh, cable television is doing really uh, good stuff that uh, that appeals to uh, uh, older uh, generations of people. Um, and it's, uh, so there is material for us to see, but the thing that's, that I think I, I get a little cynical about is it's... Um, if the way to make money is by doing these formula films, I don't see that that will stop because it's, um, in fact, I think uh, sometimes I wonder what it's like for actors and actresses uh, in, in, uh, in the industry because they're not getting to play really interesting roles. Uh, they have to go with what's being made and, um, and, and, and deal with it. And I'm sure everybody deals with it very well, but I'm sure uh, for an actor, actress you know it's nice to be uh, in a film that is really about something and about people and about feelings and relationships with 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 people so but um uh, it's i think i think the i don't know what will change that um and i think the thing that makes me as i say a little bit cynical about it is the you know, the financial aspect of 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 trying to make a movie that's going to make Eight zillion dollars, you know. <laughs> so, George, I know that, or I've heard and, and read that you are passionate about making jewelry. Yeah, it, it took me by surprise. Let me show you very quickly how how that started. Uh, I had a little little dog, a little Italian greyhound. He's so beautiful. Just I, I love loved this little guy. His name was Sammy. And when I would take him for a walk around the block, the kids would call him Bambi. He looked mm -hmm. like a little. He was just. Anyway, I loved this dog, um, and uh, I was away quite a lot. Uh, in fact, most of the time uh, working in London, and I was I was just away a lot. Um, and I had just finished doing a play in London. I think it was like 1999 or something like that. And I came back and I looked at Sammy, and I thought, you know, nine, ten months is a long time out of his life. And I'm not going to do that to him. I'm going to stay here and be <laughs> with Sammy. <laughs> and then I inadvertently started taking uh, jewelry classes. And 
you know, cut to the chase, it, it kind of took over. Uh, it was such, it was a perfect, perfect uh, uh, way to be with Sammy. I, I have a freestanding garage that I use as a studio, so I was doing I was with Sammy, and I was doing something new that turned out something I loved. So now I haven't been doing it for like ten years or so. Um, I have a what they call a, a collection, <laughs> and um, I sell online, and I'm selling at a great Japanese department store, and also the very nice store here in Toluca Lake that carries my stuff. It has taken over, and it's become, you know, a passion. Uh, it's it's just something so wonderful about imagining a piece in your mind and then finding a way to make it, and then once you actually make it, you can hold it in your hand and look at it. You know, it's uh, it's it's just very gratifying. Mm. Yeah. Well, George, thank you so much for being part of the program. It's it, it's so interesting for me to talk with someone with your experience and your background and someone who has redefined his life in such an interesting and satisfying way. Hey, well, thank you. God, I've enjoyed talking to you as well. It sounds like we would have a good time over, over dinner or something talking about a lot of things. <laughs> oh, I'm sure we would. I, I think that would be a dinner worth remembering. So, George, thank you for being on the program. Have a wonderful day. You too. Thanks so much. Thank you. Wow, James, was that amazing? Yeah. You know, reflecting back now, listening to this, because you and I, we do these live interviews, right? And then all of a sudden we hear them. Uh, I mean, how does that make you feel? And, and, and again, you know, how does it really inspire you to really boost this call to action for the petition? Well, uh, it's a little odd to go back and listen to them. I don't usually listen to stuff <laughs> that either. I've done. <laughs> so <laughs> it's, it's strange being on the, uh, the line here listening to an interview that I did a few weeks ago. Uh, and, and yet, at the same time, it's, it's nice because it, it gives me a, a different perspective. Like I'm, I've stepped back a little bit, and it helps me to see, once again, how important this movement is. I mean, when you have such a rich availability of, of talent and people who are committed to making great films, I think that the younger generation needs that. And, you know, we were talking before about uh, um, um, playbook. Uh, what's that? <laughs> my Silver brain. Lining's Playbook. Yes, yeah, Silver Lining's Playbook, exactly. Yeah. And um, that was one of my favorite films of last year. And, yeah, it, and it's too. a perfect example of, of an ageless cinema film. It wasn't a film that was only about older people. It was a film that was about all of us, about a family, about young people, about disenfranchised people, older people. And I think the, the, the key is that it was a great story. They had fantastic actors, and everyone went and saw it. Well, why can't we make more films like that? I mean, do we have to have another Transformer or another... Iron Man film. I mean, of course they're fine, but like that that when I brought up to Ellen about Steven Spielberg's comment, I mean, every film doesn't need to be made for 150 or 200 million dollars. That's a ridiculous amount of money to spend in a movie. You know, well, why don't we spend a few million and make a great movie, one that 20 years from now we look back yeah. and say, you know, Goodwill Hunting, for example. I mean, right. great films like that that we're never going to forget. Absolutely. James, I am so looking forward 
to what we are creating together here and in support of everybody out there, please go to uh, the website that James has put up. You can listen to these interviews as they happen. We've got many, many more planned for you. Agelesscinema.com. Sign the petition and let's come together to help James and all of these amazing actors have a powerful voice in Hollywood. James, uh, last question, personal message. What do you want to leave us with here real quick? You know, it's about being inspired, and, and being inspired takes lots of different forms. It's about feeling good about being human, and, and film and art, and the, these are the mediums through which we do that. So let's not remember why, let's not forget why we got into this in the first place. It was to make the world a better place and to inspire one another and to feel good about the human experience. There is not just one kind of radio show. Some shows are about health, wellness, food. Others are about helping you on your spiritual journey. Some radio shows are all about busting through and getting unstuck from the crust in your life. But the Dr. Pat Show, well, she does it all. She's been helping people in all aspects of their life now for 10 years. Her interview style, her unique personality, the amazing guests she has on her show are all factors of what makes an amazing radio show. Please join Dr. Pat in celebrating 10 extraordinary years of talk radio. Hi, I'm Dr. Pat. Thank you for supporting us for the past 10 years. Positive Talk Radio was a vision that we've had. And thanks to all of you, you've helped us make it a reality. We are promising each and every one of you that this coming year, our 10th year anniversary, will be the best yet. For more information, please make sure you stay tuned to TransformationTalkRadio.com or TheDrPatShow.com. And remember, join me. Let's live life full out together. Hey, do you like free stuff? The Dr. Pat Show has an amazing giveaway program doing weekly giveaways on Facebook and Twitter. Go to Facebook.com slash The Dr. Pat Show and click the like button. Then go to Twitter.com slash The Dr. Pat Show and click the follow button. Then you can play along and enter to win some amazing prizes. Again, that's Facebook.com slash The Dr. Pat Show and Twitter.com slash The Dr. Pat Show. Are you ready to give your home a fresh look but don't want to do the work? Help is a phone call away. Kathy's Handy is a full-service general contracting company specializing in home improvement, remodeling, and repairs. Kathy's Handy are specialists in kitchens, baths, fireplace makeovers, and finished carpentry, and they partner with other amazing specialty subcontractors needed to complete any job. Friendly, energetic, and dependable with an impeccable reputation to get the job done while keeping you as comfortable as possible during the transformation of your home is the hallmark of Kathy's Handy. Call Kathy now for a free estimate. 206-715-8126. That's 206-715-8126. And visit kathyshandy.com for a complete view of possibilities for your home. Tune in to Peace World Radio, vibrant conversations to change the world with Christina Jans each second Monday at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on TransformationTalkRadio.com and KKNW. This hit show is energetic, vibrant, and an engaging forum that's getting people talking. Christina brings you extraordinary and courageous people, bold in thought and action who dare to dream that things can be different. Peace World Radio. Join the talk the world is having.
Tune in each Tuesday at noon Pacific and 3 Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com for The Dr. Julie Show, all things connected with Dr. Julie Kroll, featuring weekly segments with David Eisen and the Shocker Sound System. Each week, you will journey through infinite possibilities, expand into social potential, and find beautiful beginnings where endings leave off. Changemakers from around the world will explore what's emergent about the environment, relationships, health, the arts, education, and the evolution of consciousness. Visit thedrjulieshow.com. You are listening to Transformation Talk Radio, the home of some of the world's most inspiring talk radio hosts. Please stay tuned at the top of the hour. We will be bringing you another amazing, educational, and inspiring show to get you on the path to transforming your life. For more information about us, please visit our website, www.transformationtalkradio.com. That's www.transformationtalkradio.com. 